Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm so excited today. I have Ruben Langdon here. Ruben is an actor, filmmaker, and truth seeker. He's made appearances in several blockbuster films, such as Charlie's Angels, Spider-Man 2, and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. And he's performed and produced numerous video games, such as the Resident Evil and Devil May Cry franchises, which gives me huge credit in my with my 14-year-old son, who was very impressed by that. <laughs> And he also co-produced the Citizens Hearing on Disclosure, which was a historical event that brought together 40 witnesses from 10 different countries to testify in front of six former members of the U.S. Congress on the fact that the world is being engaged by extraterrestrials. And to date, it's the most concentrated body of evidence and testimony ever put into one place and one time on the ET subject. And he's also the creator of the series Interview with ED, which you can find on Gaia and Vimeo. And we will talk a lot about that because I, I am in love with this series. So welcome, Ruben. Nice. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited to, to dive into this stuff with you. Um, and Ruben and I met a few weeks ago um, when he was interviewing Michael Massey about pyramid technology. And many listeners of this um, show will know Michael because he has been on uh, many episodes kind of um, talking about mysticism and um, many, many topics, shamanism and, and so forth. And, um, but at that time, you were in the area, you were in Indiana mm-hmm. um, for the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull and right. um, so we, Michael and I went up and, and, and uh, he did the interview and then we took a, we, we had some interaction with the Crystal Skull, which was amazing. And, um, and then after that, I got turned on to your show interview with Edie and I have just been like devouring it since then. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Divine synchronicities. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I talked about a lot of your credits. I didn't even mention Avatar, which blows me away mm. that you were Jake Sully um, from uh, <laughs> the stuntman perspective. And the yeah. do you call it like the motion capture? Is that the motion capture? Yep. yep. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. So um, that's amazing. But you have a lot of credits. But for our purposes today, I really am drawn to talking about the extra dimensional side that's of everything. That's my favorite, favorite subject to talk about. So awesome. Absolutely. So... Was there one watershed moment for you that began your journey into the ED space and that could could include but not be limited by what happened on March 29th, 2007? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I should say uh, since that the, the, the sighting was definitely the, the turning point. I had been exposed to the concepts and ideas uh, through my mother uh, at a young age, she was part of the, uh, the Ramtha uh, group, Ramtha cult, I'll call it. Cause oh, it, really? I'm not my, familiar with this. It, it's um, back in the eighties. Uh, there was this, um, this channeler named Jay-Z Knight who actually she's still around, but she, uh, she channeled a being called Ramtha, uh, an ancient Atlantean uh, from the white brotherhood who um, was giving all this great spiritual advice and wisdom to 
you know, whoever was willing to accept it and uh, was touring the country, uh, I think the world perhaps, and became quite popular very fast. Uh, sold many books and, and you know, made millions on her uh, public appearances and was even on like the Merv Griffith show, Oprah and, and, and others. Wow. Um, and so my mom was into that. And at the time I was just, you know, I was a teenager, rebellious, and I was like, mom, you're, you know, what are you smoking? Stop it. Uh, this is craziness. And um, fast forward a few years later, and um, well, many years, a couple of decades later, and I had my, my UFO experience. And I was like, oh, my God, was my mom right? You know, <laughs> what is all this? Um, but, but I had been, you know, um, luckily because of my mom being in that she got out later uh, in the nineties, it kind of went, it, there was a strange, weird uh, uh, twist that the, that the group and the, the, the people went into um, kind of a fear-based into the world is coming oh. concept or idea. And a lot of them, um, I think just the idea of uh, this word that is being thrown around these days got captured. I feel like Ramtha and Jay-Z got captured. Um, and, and for the dark side. And then um, the, the messages started uh, turning into instead of self-empowering, um, you know, taking away and the power. So getting people uh, addicted to um, <clears throat> finding out what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next, you know, oh, the end of the world's coming. Oh, okay, when, you know, mm. oh, I have the secret sauce and, and you got to come to my event and I'll tell you, you know, it started going that direction. Okay. And, um, and my mom was right in it when you're deep in it like that, you don't understand it. And then she got out. Um, but she's always been sort of spiritually oriented and, and leaning towards, um, uh, spirit, the spiritual, the woo, yeah, <laughs> as some people call it. Um, so, uh, which was good because then I got exposed to the woo at mm -hmm. a young age. And even though I didn't believe it and question, I questioned all of it. Um, when I had my experience, at least I had some reference points right. that I could work with, um, not fully taking the red pill, believing all of it, but enough to navigate it. So, um, uh, as I started too much own, of a shock when it, happened. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, as, as I started to do my investigations, um, I had some good bread, breadcrumbs to follow mm -hmm. and, um, and that led me into, um, this fascination of disclosure and, you know, all these government agencies uh, and, and whistleblowers coming out and, and developing the citizen hearing and producing it. Um, thinking that, you know, if we got disclosure, all of our problems would be fixed. Mm -hmm. um, not understanding that, you know, it's an inner journey as much as an outward journey. And we have to um, uh, sort of work on both aspects and, um, and, Going down the citizen hearing route, I, I got to see all these amazing uh, researchers and whistleblowers and uh, military personnel. And um, but there was some things that still just didn't set right. I was there was still even though everybody had these these otherworldly experiences, there was still this idea. Um, I shouldn't say this idea. Most people who had had the experiences knew that the, the, the phenomenon was benevolent. Mm -hmm. uh, very few people had negative experiences. Um, there were a few, 
uh, abductees and, and people that came across my field that um, still were in sort of victim mode. But I, at, at the same time, I was getting exposure to some of the channel material, like Wendy's Kennedy, who's in the show, um, Daryl Anka, Channeling Bashar. Um, and I started feeling that, um, okay, this is a much better narrative over here. These people are saying that VTs and everything is real, but it's a very self-empowering message mm-hmm. as opposed to fear, fear and kind of the, what the mainstream media does with, you know, oh, they, you know, are they here to save us? Or are they here to destroy us? Or maybe they're, I think they're here to destroy us. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. 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 Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the, 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 the mainstream, even though disclosure is happening and people are talking about it, it still is. That's the default. For yeah. The slant. The, yeah. The mainstream media, which in my heart of hearts, I was like, I've talked to people who have been cured of crazy diseases. I've talked to people who have um, uh, turned their lives completely around initially in the, in, in, in a bad situation, but eventually getting to this place uh, where they are empowered and they're uh, taking this information or taking their experience and using it in an empowering way. So I don't know if all this negativity around the subject is, is, the truth, so to say, mm. perhaps for them, it's their truth. Uh, well, I know it is for them. It's for their truth, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's just how we uh, choose to view it, that it could be positive and, um, and why not? Like if we have that choice of viewing it through a different lens and creating a positive reality from this, these experiences, sign me up, you know, yeah. why, yeah, <laughs> why, right. why, why embellish in the, uh, the fear and the, in the, um, uh, negative negativity. So that was the inspiration for the show was just after being in that with those worlds for a long time, seeing that there's another, uh, uh, narrative that's, that's emerging with the channel material, knowing in my heart of hearts that, um, my experience wasn't negative that I've had uh, through this sort of red pilling experience. I've seen a, a world I didn't know that I do know it exists and it's creating a, a lot of positivity in my life because um, I'm getting, I'm peeling away the onion layers of the illusion that I was living under. Mm. Um, and even though some people say they're having negative experiences that th- when you collect the collective data, it didn't, doesn't seem to be that, that way. Most uh, I think there's a um, uh, Edgar Mitchell's uh, group. I forgot the name of it. Shoot, um, did a they did it was a research group that he was helping to fund, uh, and I think the group still exists. But they did um, uh, Mary Rodwell, who you had on, mm-hmm. she was part of this group. Oh, um, okay. Maybe she talked about it. Um, they did a, a worldwide study um, on all kinds of people. Um, over a million people, I think, and like 90% of the experiences, experiencers that were interviewed and talked about said it was a positive experience. Mm. So there's a very few amount of people in the overall perspective of experiencers that say they've had a negative experience. But that seems to be the the the, the one that the media, the, the you know, the narrative, the one that gets out into the public that people are pu- pushing out there seems to be that. Mm. And I thought that was suspicious. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, uh, I want to tell a different story. How do I do this? And then the and then the channeling stuff was coming through. And I'm like, OK, I just need to put a lens over there. And that's where I started the inspiration for the show. Um, and, and Wendy Kennedy uh, and Nora Harold were uh, and, and Daryl Anka were coming to my uh 
ET media meetup groups I had at my old studio in, in LA. And, uh, and I would kind of hang out and chat with them and they would share their perspectives. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but something's brewing here. Let's, let's start some interviews and let's see where this goes. Oh, that's amazing. That's wonderful. So let's, um, thank you for going through all of that. I <laughs> Sorry, am, I no, it was, it was beautiful. Um, and I, but I put the teaser out there about your own contact experience with mm. the, the UFOs that you saw in the sky. Yeah. Um, do you mind sharing that, that personal experience that you had? Sure. It's, it's, it's pretty, uh, basic, non-eventful, I should say, uh, for, you know, for what we're going through now um, and, and where we can literally just sit in meditation and, um, you know, and, and call them in with the CE5 um, stuff. I didn't know any of that back then. I didn't have those tools. So um, here I'm, you know, walking in, uh, I was living in uh, Glendale, which is right next to Burbank, California, where a lot of the, you know, movie studios and stuff are. And uh, at the time I was in, in the middle of the four year run on avatar. So we filmed avatar from, I think 2000, like six to 2009 or 10, nine, nine, 2005 to 2010 was the, the period I was working on avatar off and on. And, um, so I was, all this stuff was happening for me on avatar. I put, I didn't make the connections till later, but I was being red pilled while I was working on avatar. So what do you mean um, by that? So, you know, in the, in the, um, you know, the movie matrix, this is mm -hmm. where, you know, the red, red pill most, it's sort of like a, you know, a term used now in the, in the mainstream for, are you awoken? Oh, okay. Have you woken up from the matrix? Uh -huh. Um, but in the sense that realize that we are living in an illusion the matrix actually says it, you know, we're mm -hmm. living in an illusion, not in the way that the, you know, we're being, uh, uh, um, in, in the exact sense that the matrix is is being uh, portrayed but the analogies uh i should say that actually the matrix was probably a red pill moment for me because i started to question everything which then went back to my mom's again having this experience from a junior high school and junior high school student their whole ramtha thing i'm like okay wait a minute ramtha is a lot of these concepts ramtha would talk about that's kind of mm -hmm. weird but all right but uh <laughs> the matrix had a major influence on me um conversations with god oh me too uh, the book series mm -hmm. and uh bruce lee and the philosophies and teachings of bruce lee which were you know lao tzu uh christian moody and um uh he was kind of uh, a more of a philosophical martial artist uh than your typical action hero there was mm -hmm. a lot of philosophy that he brought with his um his stardom so uh I guess I was already kind of primed up to that moment. So when I saw these things, I was, I, I like I said, I had reference points mm -hmm. and um, I was like, I think I'm seeing, I'm looking at a UFO. Oh my God. And I called my friend. I'm like, where are you? He was in Burbank, which was like on the other side of this mountain. And, and this um, was daytime. Said, daytime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of these little white dots that just showed up in the sky mm -hmm. and they, um, th there was no way they could have been planes because planes were flying around and flew through them and they were a little further out than planes, but they were very clear white little specks. And, uh, over a period of 35, 45 minutes, um, they multiplied till, you know, I felt like the whole sky was full of them, but 
I, I roughly counted about 30 to 40 maybe. And, um, and then they, then they started disappearing one by one. So that was enough for me to say, okay, I, that was something. It was a UFO. Mm-hmm. It was something, it definitely was a strange anomaly and I needed to do research. And, um, and then as I started, I had already, um, saw on YouTube, this was back before YouTube was censored, um, <laughs> Stephen Greer's, um, uh, disclosure project. Oh yes. Uh-huh. His 2001 disclosure project. And I had already seen that. So again, that was preparing me for this experience. Mm. Um, so I had more reference points and, um, the, the experience itself was pretty, you know, it was a nothing burger compared to, you know, <laughs> my life these days, Yeah, <laughs> but it was enough to, uh, pull me out, uh, and, and get me on the path to start questioning reality. And, um, and then perhaps, uh, having a new, um, lens to look at all my past experiences mm. and everything that was going on that I had sort of put in the uh, crazy wacky camp and that's not true. And my mom's, you know, smoking something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's something to be said. I mean, even if they didn't like beam you up or come right, right. down and, and like, you know, you actually saw alien form or something. There is really something to be said for having that three dimension, that third dimensional like sight experience versus the meditation thing, because it's more objective, you know, it's more like, okay, I physically, I'm looking at this for half an hour. Like I know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is, but it's, it's not something that like is in my, you know, in, in my mind, which you could eventually explain to yourself if you went around the houses of, um, as imagination, you know, where it's like, it felt really, really real. And yet, you know, it's also like within me and, and it's subjective in that way. So, and, and just a simple Google search at that time, uh, um, was, you know, I found all these similar sightings and I actually found videos of people posting that had very similar anomalies and, and then you just dig deeper, like, okay, well, what do they see? What's going on here? What? Mm-hmm. Why is the world not talking about this? How mm-hmm. come there's a a a, a controlled um, uh, um, cover up of this? They're not all crazy, you know. Maybe right. one or two, but uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> but I know they're not all crazy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, just uh, onion layer upon onion layer of peeling away to then finding. And um, questioning uh, the world around us, mm-hmm. and uh, which eventually, if you're focused on that outer world, eventually it's going to lead you to an inner one, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we, when you start researching, you know, how do they get here? You know, what what's their fuel? Well, you start to learn that space and time doesn't work how we fully have been taught, mm-hmm. and uh, and that would be the only explanation is if they're able to bend space and time uh, using, you know, logic and, and our current paradigm of science. Of course, there's no way they could get here. So then you start to have to, uh, uh, mas- you, you know, your massage your your thinking and your critical thinking skills and use them in a in a way that is going to then um, just start is, is digging Many people come from the emotional and uh, intuitive um, uh, um, position mm-hmm. on this subject because it they've had 
you know, intuitive hits or they, they feel something right. I'm very much in my head. Um, and you can probably see from watching the show and the questions that I ask, uh, I'm, I'm very much like trying to figure it out, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and technically, and that's just a hyper masculine, uh, uh, approach to, uh, all this, but I feel it, it leads to a, if, if you use critical thinking, if you use, uh, logic and, um, and you can still get to the same, uh, um, end position, uh, as if you come at it from your heart, the, the journey is going to be a little bit different, but eventually you're going to realize from a critical thinker and a, you know, just asking these questions and having these experiences that it, it does lead to the heart that, Oh wait, this is an emotional thing. Our reality is based on emotions and thoughts and, uh, beliefs. So, uh, what is that? You know, let me, mm-hmm. let me feel and let me start to feel into my heart to see if I can experience more. And then that you do. And then you're like, Oh my God, reality is not, uh, this is this, uh, uh, this, this thing that, that is just coming at me. I'm actually have a positive effect or a negative or a, an effect uh-huh. of, of what I'm, what I'm experiencing. If I understand and merge this up here, with this here mm-hmm. and can uh, my head and my heart. And if I can and I, uh, integrate those a little bit better, then I can, I can have a, a, a more of these experiences, more of these UFO things can start to happen in different ways. If I start looking at them too, it's not just all about lights in the sky. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Thank you for that. And I, I love that logical rational brain that you bring to it because I likewise like that's kind of my bent Mm -hmm. also you know I I originally did IT work and I started as a computer programmer I mean I it's taken a lot for me to like get more comfortable in the heart Mm -hmm. and uh, have that kind of leading approach to everything because it's my mind still gets in my way. I mean, I've had a yep. lot of experiences and it's still like my mind will just come in and put an overlay on there. And it's like, but is that what you think it is? You know, and it's right. like, yep. and the critical thinking, it, it is, it's a, a blessing and a curse, <laughs> you know, because it can right, right, be right. kind of limiting. But, you know, like you say, if we do that integration with the heart, that's so key. Um, I think that's what collectively we're doing right now. We're right. starting to, I mean, we're yeah. just part of this grand uh, uh, awakening that humanity is going through is um, relaxing into the woo a little more, you yeah. know, letting, letting the, the woo come out. Uh, it's going to force itself out no matter what, because that's just where um, humanity and, and, and as far as the planet and all the energies that are assisting us in this um, uh, uh, grand um, evolution is um it it is these are integrative energies that we're around so which is which is helping us to integrate so we just have to sit back into that a little more and and let the let the woo do its job yeah. and uh and uh we don't have to do anything except for start to believe in the woo a little bit yeah you know God willing. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I wonder, because I feel that way too. Like we are all progressing, more people are opening up. And then there's the, there's the logical part of my mind that's like, but is it the world that I'm creating? Like, is it the people I'm surrounding myself with and the media I'm watching like interview with, with, you know, so it's like, 
What is it is. What is Joe Schmo's it, it, experience? I don't know. Right. <laughs> but that that's what we're learning through all of this is all of the experiences are valid and all truths are true in that all of these things that people are experiencing, they are, uh, it's not that this is truth or that's truth. Mm-hmm. It's that I, I have the power and the ability to choose what I prefer mm-hmm. and, and to not invalidate anybody else's reality or any else's anybody else's experience, even though how treacherous and horrible they may be experiencing it. It's not our jobs to invalidate that, but it's our jobs to choose what we prefer and, and experience the good times and the good things. And then, you know, offer an, a hand an extension for those who are ready to change their preferences. Then our hand is there to, to pull them and say, Hey, my reality is in fact, no better than yours as far no more real or less real than yours. It's the same where it's, we're, it's based on the same quantum energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just simply choosing this route and it seems to be working. Um, there's, there's a lot of cool things happening over here. Uh, there's a lot less stress from my perspective. Uh, but you know, maybe you don't see it that way and that's okay. Yeah. It's so interesting you're saying that because I mentioned to you in a side conversation, I think last week or the week before, that that I had a, a transcendental experience where I came out of the matrix. And mm-hmm. um, so I saw from a, like above the matrix and like how, like the coat, you know, it was like this coating, but it was mm-hmm. light. It was like the, these mm-hmm. golden, we- this golden webbing of, light but that was code and then I could see time and like how that isn't linear it really helped me to understand that because I had and I had accepted that but I didn't really get it and then I saw Mm -hmm. it and I was like oh okay yes that makes sense but the other big piece to it from what I experienced was that um was exactly what you're saying how we are creators of our reality and um how it's all around choice so the yep. multitude of choices that we are making moment to moment is is like the way that it it appeared for me was like it affects your light and as yep. as your creatorship so you've got like your human experience and you've got your creatorship and they're connected and they're of course they're one but they're also two different perspectives and in, in different dimensions and um but as you make these choices, it affects the light, whether you have more light or less light. And then that affects your connection and the transmission to your creatorship. And so if you're making the choices that increase your light, then you're more connected with your creator being and you're like signaling what you want. Like, okay, I'm giving you more, I'm showing you more light and this is what I want to come in. Like you're just always showing what you want to be. What you put out is what you get back. Exactly. Exactly. Which again, like that wasn't like a new concept intellectually, but to actually see it in like the, the, like, Oh, I, I send this light because these choices that I make help me to be brighter and to transmit this signal. And then that also like everybody doing that to their creatorship being, um, mm-hmm. it just tells our creators what, what we want here, you know, and, and, and that, that's exactly why we have to go back to, um, 
that idea of acceptance and, and letting everybody figure it out on them for themselves. We yeah. can't tell anybody this is what, uh, this is how it is. And this is what you got to do because that goes against that idea of allowing everybody to ha- be their sovereign being to make those choices for themselves. Right. Because we know if people make empowered choices for themselves, that the whole world will be the super planet, right? With, yeah. with, that we will be in, in Star Trek. Uh, yeah. And the idea of, you know, flying around spaceships and talking to the aliens and having great technologies and no mm. illnesses and all that stuff. We know that that world is attainable, but, and it may be obtainable through other ways. I don't know. But the way through my research and that I've seen is that we have to allow people to make their own choices mm. and they have to make empowered choices through their own uh, will, divine will, and not by following the herd, so to say, or just doing what I'm told because that's what the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so, so the biggest message that I have, you know, that I always try to give everybody is self-empowerment and mm-hmm. give people the tools uh, or, or guide them to the tools like in the show uh, that, uh, that is all about self-empowerment. I think the core theme of the whole show is just about, you know, how do we? How does each person individually become their own decentralized uh, power unit? Uh, so, and, and this is where we're walking into concepts like in, in the collective, uh, this idea of centralization and decentralization, and we're seeing it in our finances and how uh, you know cryptocurrencies are um, seem to be more empowering when we take away these ideas of centralized finances or or centralized control groups like the YouTube or the, you know, the, 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 the media that's sort of got this top down uh, centralized way of doing things. We're seeing how that can easily get corrupted. And then we're also seeing the empowerment of decentralized platforms like a bit shoot or rumble or, you know, Odyssey uh, <clears throat> and other new technologies that are coming out that are actually just a reflection of the collective evolution where humanity is going. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's interesting because you, you mentioned, um, that the, the, uh, oh, what's the word? The, oh, the cult thing, you know, that's come up a couple of times. And right. in my world, this has also like been something that just, I, I well, I'm watching the vow on, um, HBO, which mm-hmm. is about that Nixium or whatever. I Nixium. Yeah. The Nixium, the Nixium cult. Yeah. Yes. And Terrible. that has been like really hard to watch, but it, but yeah, shocking. It. And uh, but it's it's also I think important because it shows this slippery slope. And you you described it beautifully yep. with the organization your mom was a part of, where mm-hmm. you don't necessarily like one of the points that somebody made in the show last night that I was watching was like nobody joins a cult, nobody signs up for a cult. You sign mm-hmm. up for something that you think is going to better yourself. Like you feel exactly. good. It is. It starts out as empowering. You feel like yep. you are shifting into something that's going to really help you. And it evolves or devolves into mm-hmm. this prison. And it happens mm-hmm. like you start to build your own prison and you don't even realize it's happening and um, and so even though I've like kind of hated this documentary as I've watched it because it's been so hard to watch, but I'm like, yeah, I, I yeah. feel like I have to, I have to understand it 
because mm-hmm. it is like such a slippery slope. And uh, another one is the the John of God stuff that's coming out oh, uh, really? on Netflix. Um, oh. <clears throat> so, and we we actually go into this in our documentary film. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, it's the same the same thing. All of these um, woo mm-hmm. <laughs> energies that are out there, they exist. And people are having these woo experiences and it's changing their life in a positive way. Um, but what happens is instead of using the woo to, um, to wake up from this reality and then, and then like, okay, um, now, now, now that I understand this reality is not what it seems. Okay. How can I better it myself and, and what tools and things can I use? Unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, well, it saved me, so it must be right. They don't, they don't think that um, something that can, there, there's such a black and white uh, polarized, this is good, this is bad idea of what we've, you know, kind of a cultural story that we've been telling ourselves for, for eons. And because of that story, we easily give up our power. Because we think, oh, this must be good. And no, there's good there, but there's a hundred shades of gray. Yeah. And and we're not, we're being blind to those gray and even sometimes very dark black areas. Um, and we're not using discernment. So we uh, give our power away and just by blindly, you know, following the, um, the, 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 the mice off the cliff and, uh, all of this is what all of these um, these woo people, you know, from the from the gurus to the you know the 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 maxims or nixium to the uh, um, all the cults in the, in the world. Um, the, these are just reflecting back to us that hey, no, you, it, the, these paths lead to a um, a dead end, and then you have uh, on the other side you have a whole group that's demonizing everything, you know, that, uh, oh, if it's, you know, uh, uh, if it's, if it's got any woo in it, it must be evil and it must be demonic. And then that's the other spectrum. So that's the opposite end sort of, um, you know, trying to ride that straight arrow of goodness Mm -hmm. and with good intentions, but you're trying to ride it so tight and it's such a narrow uh, uh, bridge to cross that you're, uh, it, it's very hard to navigate and you're now you're not willing to look at all the other possible paths or ways that uh, are actually beneficial for, for other people and uh, offer a, a great amount of wisdom and knowledge. And what happens is you often fall off your bridge because you yourself can't, it's, you've created such a narrow path for you to follow. Uh, a lot of the, the, um, uh, you know, Jesus camps, they kind of do this, um, where it's a very righteous and, and good path to follow and to, to be um, uh, walking that. And I, and I have uh, much respect in um, uh, uh, um, uh, I should just say respect for people who, who choose that path to walk on. But what happens is then you end up becoming judgmental and demonizing all the other potentially actually, you know, we don't know, but we have to, there's many unexplored paths. We should at least open the door to see if it's going to help us or not and to judge it before 
uh, we see the results is is just I think uh, um, a lack of uh, of imagination and a lack of uh, uh, exploration. I think the you know it's good to explore, but yeah. be cautious and be uh, discerning. Right, and that's one of the things that that I like so much about interview with Ed is the um, the exposure to so many different um, channelers and, and he, teachers and healers. And it's because I, I find such benefit in exploration and, mm-hmm. and kind of getting a, a view of the diff of breadth, you know, of like, yeah. of lots of different, um, types of teachings and seeing where they overlap and what resonates and what doesn't. And I think that that's one of the places where we do get locked in is when we're like, Oh, this is it. This is the teaching. This is the teacher. And now I give all of my focus and all of my devotion and all of my, like whatever they say, I believe, you know, and it's, I think that that can lead us down a false path. Absolutely. Um, That's why I offer my buffet uh, of, of, uh, you know, channelers to, um, because, you know, there's some that I resonate with more than others, but I know I'm just me and, uh, there's the information there is, is it's, it's solid. So Mm -hmm. let everybody else discern that and find out for themselves what's going to best resonate for them. And, and and I'm just exploring, I'm just like, I'm just putting it out there. You, yeah. you guys decide. Right. right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and so you've had such a variety um, and you mentioned about empowerment, that that's kind of an overarching one. Um, are there other sort of themes that you see that kind of are that care that cross over a lot that that crop up from from guest to guest? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, empowerment. There's um, the ascension that we're going through collectively on the, on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone shares that same uh, uh, viewpoint. And that this and, is a specific <clears throat> time, like a special time on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that we're especially and in, 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 in it's great because I started the show in 2014. I started the first interviews mm-hmm. and I started talking about, you know, ascension, started talking about this, this grand evolution that humanity is going to go, go through. And we start talking about timelines and we're not in the sense of like, when is it going to happen? How is this all going to unfold? And I'm hearing stuff like, yeah, within the next 10 to 15 years, things are going to be really uh, big. Humanity is going to be a major shift. And I'm, you know, 2014 and 2015, I'm like, what kind of feels like we're on the same, you know, there's some minor shifts, but I'm like, I don't, 15 years at this pace, I don't think we're going to get there. Like, I don't, maybe there's something. And then it, you know, COVID hits the whole thing, the whole, everything gets turned upside down. And I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) Like there we are. Yeah, it's happening. I have thought that too, because so many times when I'm going through it, I'm like, when was this recorded? You know, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. this was 2014 because they, you know, they'll say yeah. things like we're, we're on the yeah. precipice, like it's coming yeah. and it's going to, yeah. it's going to be fast. And, and it's like, but you know, and I have the same thought, like in retrospect, like they, yeah, yeah. they were on it and they had they no idea look, like <laughs> how it was going to affect and, every single person on yeah. the planet. And, and how quickly it was like in my, using my critical thinking and my analysis of it all, I'm like, well, you know looking at the trends and the charts and trying to make, you know, the Fibonacci sequence spirals <laughs> yeah. and, 
you know, do my my projections. I'm like, mentally, technically, there's no way we can get from A to B, you know, in such a short amount of time. But then they're like, oh, but time doesn't exist the way you guys perceive it. You see, there's a whole quantum that you guys are just now starting to understand. So we can go from A to B in a nonlinear way. And, and I think that's what's starting to happen in all of this that collective humanity is going through is uh, helping us break break our paradigm, break free from these limiting constructs that we have given ourselves uh, collectively. And, uh, and like you said, your whole understanding of time, things aren't linear. Like this is, these are the basis for uh, uh, ushering in the woo, ushering in <laughs> the, the, uh, these, this new paradigm where everything is nothing like it was before. Yeah, absolutely. You have immersed yourself in these episodes and you're actively participating. And as these, as the show goes on, um, you get more and more immersed in it. So for example, you, you do a hypnotic regression where you began mm-hmm. channeling with Barbara Lamb mm-hmm. and then you tapped into what could be your own like off planet hybrid children. I love this mm-hmm. so much with Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that episode. Uh, she's amazing. So um, do you feel like you have been changed by, by these encounters in the oh, show? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, <clears throat> that was one of the, I, I guess, using my intuition, but not really. I mean, at the time, I was still very much in my head. In the beginning, I did the first interview with Nora Harold. And uh, I was thinking of it, the, this idea of this the the this project would be a, a feature film, mm-hmm. and I would film it like a documentary, and I'd have a bunch of talking heads. And um, I had that first interview, and then I was like, something's not right about this. I perhaps, and at that time, it was kind of using my ego in a sense, uh, in a positive way. Um, because I had this following from the video game world and from, you know, the projects you listed at the beginning, um, not super famous or anything, but I, I get, got invited to conventions and to, you know, to hang out with the kids and sign autographs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, how can I use that to, to my advantage? You know, uh-huh. because I'm really interested in this stuff, but it doesn't seem to be a very popular subject right now. How can I uh, get more eyes on this? And I thought, well, if I put myself in it, um, as you know, not just talking heads, but if I'm actually the interviewer and I, and people can see me interviewing, perhaps I can get some of that audience over in, into this world. So, so then I, I sort of switched the format and then I, I did, uh, uh, my second interview, which actually is my first interview in the show, um, with, uh, Wendy, Wendy Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And I put myself in it and I sort of asked my cameraman friend, I'm like, Hey, I need some help with this and filmed it. And then, um, and then I was thinking how that was going to be in in part of this film project. And then after that interview, I was just blown away. There was so much information. I'm like, how can I just take five minutes of this interview and put it into a film? Like that's what a disservice to all this amazing information. It's like, okay. And I thought about like, okay, let's do it. Let's put it out as a TV show and, and sort of do these episodes. Uh, And then I went back to Nora and I said, Hey, Nora, you know, uh, um, I'm changing the format around. Can we do an interview? And then she's like, yeah, sure. Can, I said, can we redo the interview? Uh, and she invited me over and, and we redid that. 
So, um, and then it just, uh, I didn't know exactly how it was going to manifest or form, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay on this, 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 uh, uh, trajectory, uh, using synchronicity, allowing, you know, people would recommend people. And I was like, where am I traveling? And it was sort of my own personal pet project. I was still was, uh, um, you know, making my money from the film world and not from that. It was just a, a thing that I was just putting out for fun. And um, then it started to gain and gain uh, uh, popularity and more people started watching it. And then absolutely every interview for me was a personal like go another layer of the onion, you know, of this collective story that I'm trying to figure out, oh, there's that piece and there's this piece and oh, and this thing. And okay. So, and people will get to see my journey. They yeah. get to see me figuring it out from, you know, the first, if you watch it in, 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 in order from season one to now, uh, the questioning starts to, you know, it's not like uh, my own documentary or anything, but in a sense, you can tell by my questions how my evolution is 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 evolving through the understanding of of all of this woo. Right, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all the woo. All the woo. <laughs> so, so when you're dealing with extra dimensionals, there can mm-hmm. definitely be some dicey territory. You kind of you 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 went into this a tiny bit already, but. Mm-hmm. Are there examples where you felt like you've gotten into territory that wasn't really oh, for yeah. your highest good? Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, yeah, there was a couple, a few interviews. Most of the time I'm just guided by the divine synchronicity and uh, I trust that and it's going to lead me t- to the place that I want to, you know, the message that I'm trying to convey to the world. It, It's... I just trust that, yeah. okay, this showed up in my life. Okay, let's look over here. Okay. This showed up. Um, but I have, you know, not everything that just shows up is there to for you to grab it. Sometimes it's there for you to say, no, thank you. Oh, and to, yeah. to refine your uh, view of, of uh, you know, your preferences. Mm-hmm. So um, that's part of what I think a lot of a lot of the, 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 the woo, the, this community, uh, you know, something shows up, Oh, it's my, you know, my, my, what do they call it? The, uh, my, my twin flame and, Oh, oh I got right. it. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. the divine synchronicity and all this stuff. And it's my twin flame and we got to do this, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, well, maybe just maybe that person showed up in your life. So you can actually say no yeah, <laughs> uh, or refine your, you know, what aspects of that person, is it that, you know, the universe is presenting to you always a gift, a present. That's what we get by being present in our day-to-day lives is uh, these amazing experiences show up for us. And the universe is always giving us these presents so we can refine who we are, these choices. Mm-hmm. We can uh, uh, make the choice to go into the direction we want. And there's lessons in all of these uh, uh, um, uh presence that show up and uh and if we and it's up to us to we're telling the story by how we um respond like you said with the choices mm-hmm. um we're telling the story by doing that but we're also telling our own story uh uh and learning the lessons um by what we allow into our reality mm-hmm. so uh we can go into some really dark places and um, and still stay positive, 
mm-hmm. but know that by opening some of those doors, you're allowing more of this crazy energy in. And then that's when you have to refine your discernment. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of my lesson for the show is, uh, is allowing the woo to, you have to allow the woo in um, to experience it. But also by doing that, you're also opening yourself up to all kinds of things that may not be the benefit for your uh, evolution uh, individually, as well as, you know, what I'm putting out to the collective. So, and everybody, that's what the buffet, everybody's going to see it in different, through different lens. This Mm -hmm. person, they may resonate with this person. They may not. Mm -hmm. Personally, I resonate with all of them Mm -hmm. uh, on some level. Uh, Otherwise I wouldn't put it out there. Um, but I'm sure there's plenty of, of, of amazing people that I, that I just haven't, that are amazing that I don't resonate with that I haven't put on the show mm-hmm. um, that are amazing in their own right. And that there's going to be a lots of things out there, but then there's also, I put my filter on there. So people are getting, they are getting a refined, you know, Ruben, you know, I'm channeling the channelers, you know, they're yeah. getting Ruben's refined version of, all of this wacky woo stuff. Um, but so far it's been working for me. Doesn't mean it's going to work for you, but you know, why not go and explore that? If you, if you, uh, if you're willing and, and, and curious and, and open. Right. I love it. And, and it also, I guess it depends what you define as like, because the way I phrased it was like, well, has it all been for your highest good or whatever? And yeah. And so it's kind of like, well, how do you define that? Because it may be that, right something comes through that's like, oh, that's kind of scary. Or, you know, that's yeah. not like what I would choose to necessarily interact with. Right. But then, like you say, there are the lessons, there's the discernment that we get along the mm-hmm. way. So it's kind of like, well, maybe when we have those kinds of experiences, it's actually like a fast path, you know, that we could have had Absolutely. like 12 really beautiful experiences that eventually got us to that lesson that we got from one like really unfortunate encounter and we learned it like so much quicker that way. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and that's up to each individual, their process, Mm -hmm. um, how they're going to get it. Um, it's not a, it's not up to me as an individual to, to, uh, judge or discern for somebody else. That's part of the, 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 this, this allowing of, everybody allow, uh, making their own choices right? and and just, you know, kind of trying to guide, but to a certain extent, you got to take a step back. And and this is where our guides, they know this too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why they kind of hide in the shadow. So to say they hide in the back waiting for us to get to certain, uh, levels within our own individual evolution before they know they can come out Mm -hmm. and, um, and interact in a, empowering way and not in a disempowering way because so easily I've seen especially in this community so many people just giving their power away what my guides say and this and that you know and I oh well let me check with the guides mm-hmm. yeah. well you know I'm like well why can't you make that decision <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, but not, nothing against that I mean that's a these are these are great tools uh that that at different levels we can uh you know uh, absolutely. What do the guides say? You know, I want to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's it's it, it's different in every case, a scenario, every person, uh, every case, and every scenario is different, mm-hmm. and every person and how they discern and and 
uh, and, and interact with the guides or with the uh, these Wu energies and what label they put on it. You know, <clears throat> for some people, it's going to be disempowering. Just this whole idea. They're going to tune into the show and they're going to, they're not going to get the the message that we're trying to convey with the words. And they're immediately going to go into the aliens are here to save us. Mm -hmm. And they're going to, you know, dissect every program, you know, watch every episode 20 times. This was me before too. You know, I was a part of that. Um, well, they're aliens. They must be saying something good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, why would they even be here? Which is the logical point in that stuff. Uh -huh. But through that, uh, what happens is then our, our discernment gets um, uh, muddied a little bit because now we're just automatically thinking that this alien race, whatever they have to share with humanity is, is going to be, you know, the best, the best secret sauce on, you know, available. So why right. everybody needs to take that secret sauce. Right. Other people are going to think that with, you know, their religions, their belief systems as well. So, so uh, immediately that's where I had to sort of refine and start and, and listen to the words and not uh, uh, just blindly believe everything that's being uh, not blindly believe that everything's being said, but just, yeah, in a sense that, mm -hmm there's a, 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 what these beings are trying to teach us, what these messages and what I'm trying to, to what I've gotten out of it over the years is that there is this layer of discernment for each individual and, um, and part of the, you know, non-judgment, non-fear is the allowance for other people really to have their own beliefs and their own ways. And that I'm not there. I do not have the gospel truth. Cause if I said I did, I'd be just as, you know, I'd, we'd be in the same, we wouldn't be evolving, would we? We'd be right. in the same, same old patterns. Right, right. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I have so many more questions, so you're sure, welcome sure. to we, come back at any yeah, yeah. point. I would love it, but I do have to, um, I have to wrap up, unfortunately. Yep. But but thank you good. so thank much. You. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the work that you're doing and this light that you're shining through interview with ed and all of the other work you're you're it, it's such an honor to watch that accelerated evolution that's happening um with you and as you know it's it's this beautiful kind of symbolic um thing that's happening on a much bigger scale but thank you for Absolutely. taking us all on a ride with you um oh, through thanks that for tuning in. appreciate it good thank <clears throat> you so much many blessings ruben all right. Take care. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye. So much fun. I am so happy I got to speak with Ruben. Be sure to check out his show, Interview with Ed. Um, I know in this episode, I kept calling it Interview with ED. Um, it's Interview with Extra Dimensionals is what the ED stands for. Um, but I think Ruben says Interview with Ed, uh, even though I kept saying Interview with ED. But, you know, I'm silly. I'm just silly like that. And it's not that I was wrong. I mean, I'm just silly. You're wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, do check it out. I am like, I've watched so many of them. They're so, they're kind of addicting. So be careful. Um, but you can check those out at interviewwithed.org. And you can also find it on Gaia. 
I don't think that all of them are, are on Gaia. Um, but you can also check out more about Ruben on rubenlangdon.com. And I'll have all of the links and everything um, in the show notes as always. So thank you so much for joining. I would love to have Ruben back. I hope you've enjoyed this. And if so, you know, let me know. Please share this. Feel free to pass this along and um, let other people enjoy this and spread the light in that way. I really appreciate it. And I wish you many blessings. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation. <laughs>